Welcome to Biblical Tapestry Podcast Season 5, Episode 4, Looking into How to Pray. Today in Part 4, we continue to review the model prayer Christ gives us in Matthew Chapter 6, where we've looked at how to begin a prayer with focusing on God, and now we look at the emphasis on our requests being provision, personal relationships, and protection. Today, specifically, we review asking for provision. So if we look again at Matthew 6, verses 9 through 13. Pray then like this, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Here it is, verse 11. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we also forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. All right, verse 11 again. Give us this day our daily bread. Well, the Lord's model prayer here is sandwiched between the majesty of God, and now we come to all of our human needs. Acknowledging that God owns and has everything at his disposal, and we have nothing but open hands, is the basis of give us this day our daily bread. Humans indeed are needy. And perhaps we don't feel the need to ask for the daily bread, as those needs for some in the more affluent societies on earth seem to be taken care of. However, God is reminding us, regardless of our place in life or where you are, all humanity depends on God for everything, and I mean everything, on breath, life, companionship, emotional support, spiritual guidance, vision, and hope. So when we see bread in this verse, it represents all of our physical needs. You may think that you're perhaps self-sufficient, but the hard reality is that you're not, and we are not. In fact, we are indeed fully dependent on God. We really understand that truth. The fact is that we own nothing. You possess nothing. All the talents and abilities you have to support yourself are not derived by you they are given by God now I'm going to ask your apologies for a moment while I read Psalm 104 please note as we read this that what is dependent on God bless the Lord O my soul O Lord my God you are very great you are clothed with splendor and majesty covering yourself with light as with a garment, stretching out the heavens like a tent. He lays the beams of his chambers on the waters. He makes the clouds his chariot. He rides on the wings of the wind. He makes his messengers winds, his ministers a flaming fire. He set the earth on its foundations so that it should never be moved. You covered it with the deep as with a garment. The waters stood above the mountains. At your rebuke they fled, and the sound of your thunder they took to flight. The mountains rose, the valleys sank down to the place that you appointed for them. You set a boundary that they may not pass, so that they might not again cover the earth. You make springs gush forth in the valleys, they flow between the hills. They give drink to every beast of the field, and the wild donkeys quench their thirst. Beside them the birds of the heavens dwell. They sing among the branches. From your lofty abode you water the mountains. The earth is satisfied with the fruit of your work. 
You cause the grass to grow for the livestock and the plants for man to cultivate, that he may bring forth food from the earth and wine to gladden his heart, the heart of man, oil to make his face shine, and bread to strengthen man's heart. The trees of the Lord are watered abundantly, the cedars of Lebanon that he planted. In them the birds build their nests, the stork has her home in the fir trees. The high mountains are for the wild goats, and the rocks are a refuge for the rock badgers. He made the moon to mark the seasons, the sun knows it's time for setting. You make darkness, and it is night, and when all the beasts of the forest creep about, young lions roar for their prey, seeking their food from God. When the sun rises, they steal away and lie down in their dens. Man goes out to his work and to his labor until evening. O Lord, how manifold are your works! In wisdom have you made them all. The earth is full of your creatures. Here is the sea, great and wide, which teems with creatures innumerable, living things both small and great. There go the ships, the Leviathan, which you formed to play in it. These all look to you to give them the food in due season. When you give it to them, they gather it up. When you open your hand, they are filled with good things. When you hide your face, they are dismayed. When you take away their breath, they die and return to the dust. When you send forth your spirit, they are created, and you renew the face of the ground. May the glory of the Lord endure forever. May the Lord rejoice in his works, who looks on the earth and it trembles, who touches the mountains and they smoke. I will sing to the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praise to my God while I have being. May my meditation be pleasing to him, for I rejoice in the Lord. Let sinners be consumed from the earth, and let the wicked be no more. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Praise the Lord. All of these creatures listed in this psalm depend on God every moment of their lives. However, it is still a reality that I have witnessed personally that we still see starvation in the world today because we live in a fallen world and we have an opportunity to share the blessings that God gives us to those in need and you may be the very means that God answers the prayer of daily provisions in Romans 8 18 Paul writes for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us for the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to fertility, not willing but because of him who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. And not only the creation, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, grown inwardly as we wait eagerly for the adoption of sons, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we are saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope, for who hopes for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. The only reason that you personally may not be suffering starvation is that God is good and provides you the daily bread that you need. In Acts 17.24, 
The God who made the world and everything in it, being Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in temples made by man, nor is he served by human hands as though he needed anything, since he himself gives to all mankind life and breath and everything. Everything. Like, where did the ingredients from where we get our nourishment today ultimately have come from? You know, God is the giver of all good things. And when we ask God for our daily bread, we are learning to be dependent on God. What are our needs? And we're not talking about wants. We're talking about needs. God asks us to ask for our daily bread. He doesn't ask us to ask for monthly bread, not yearly bread, but he's talking about daily bread. And this points to the importance of a dedicated prayer time that is also daily. Praying for our daily bread suppresses pride. It suppresses materialism. We only need to pray for one day's needs. For example, the children of Israel totally were dependent on God for the manna he provided. And how much did they collect daily? In Exodus 16:4, then the Lord said to Moses, Behold, I am about to rain bread from heaven for you, and the people shall go out and gather a day's portion every day, that I may test them whether they will walk in my law or not. On the sixth day, when they prepare what they bring in, it will be twice as much as they gather daily. And we also need to trust God one day at a time. We don't pray up on Sunday for the week and say to God, see you next week. But that is how so many Christians function. The word daily in Matthew 6 is the Greek word epiosion, meaning day to day. Don't worry about tomorrow's issues that can be taken care of tomorrow. Now, long-term planning is fine, and it's also very wise. But we need to be trusting God for our daily provision. For example... Lord God, we need your help today. Please give us our needs this day. This is not asking for daily indulgences or wants, but asking for our daily physical needs, our daily bread. Paul writes in 1 Timothy 6, 6, But godliness with contentment is great gain, for we brought nothing into the world, and we cannot take anything out of the world. But if we have food and clothing with these, we will be content. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation, into a snare, into many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evils. It is through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pangs. We owe nothing. We brought nothing into the world with us, and we will take nothing when we leave it. What we have today is supplied from the grace of God, and prayer needs to be centered on that reality. If you suddenly lost everything this world values, that actually changes nothing and is inconsequential to our relationship with our Creator and our daily needs. It is also clear that with higher blessings that God provides us, comes a greater responsibility in how we manage the things that God has provided, including food, shelter, and the talents we have been given to earn a living. It does not matter what we own. It matters that we give thanks for what we have 
and our attitude for all we have. It is an attitude of the heart, and collection of stuff is not a measure of affluence. In Luke 12, 28, Jesus tells us this, But if God so clothes the grass which is alive in the field today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O you of little faith? And do not seek what you are to eat or what you are to drink, nor be worried, for all the nations of the world seek after these things, and your Father knows that you need them. Instead, seek his kingdom, and these things will be added to you. Fear not, little flock, but it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to the needy. Provide yourselves with money bags that do not grow old, with a treasure in heaven that does not fail, where no thief approaches and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Again, verse 11, Give us this day our daily bread. And please note the wording in the model prayer, Give us this day. It's not give me this day. We have a corporate inclusion here that we should also be concerned about the global Christian community and we should be concerned about everyone's daily bread requirements. And it's easier to keep from being selfish in prayer when we had already begun our prayer as we have studied. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God gave us this model prayer not to make us feel guilty or unworthy, but to show us the proper and most effective way not only to enter the throne room of God, but also to ask for the daily bread that God freely provides. God is waiting to hear from you. God wants to come boldly, wants us to come boldly into his presence. And the model prayer shows us the way. In our next episode, we will look at the request for help with personal relationships and protection. I hope this season five on how to pray has spoken to you and sparked a desire to pray to our Creator who wants to hear from you today. Biblical Tapestry is available on Facebook and Instagram. I encourage you to please like and share this podcast if you have discovered something helpful or uplifting. God bless you with an effective prayer life, and I pray that you are greatly strengthened by God. God bless. Until next episode.